Today on Holy Thursday, we celebrate tonight the institution of the Holy Eucharist and how Jesus instituted the sacred priesthood as well. And in tonight's gospel, we hear how Jesus kneels down to wash his disciples' feet. And uh, so tonight, um, after this homily, there's some individuals who will also have their feet washed, just as Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And uh, tonight is not the first night I've washed feet. Uh, So a few years ago, um, when I was in the seminary, uh, I also washed feet um, right across, actually, the street from, right across the street from Target Field. Uh, There's a shelter there called Mary's Place, or another name is Sharing and Caring Hands. And in the seminary, every semester, we have um, an apostolate. It's like service hours that confirmation students have to do. And so every week uh, for a semester, I'd go with my seminary classmates to Mary's Place. And uh, people from off the street in downtown Minneapolis would come in and we'd wash their feet. We'd clip their uh, toenails. Uh, They'd get a fresh, clean pair of socks and some shoes. And then they'd enjoy an evening meal together before they uh, took off and went on their way. The lady who started uh, sharing and caring hands, or Mary's place, her name is Mary Jo Copeland. Uh, She's a devout Roman faithful Catholic. And um, I remember the first time I went uh, to this shelter, uh, she turned to me before we began washing feet. And she said something that really resonated with me, and I still remember that today. She said, to the world, you may only be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. And so uh, that semester of going to Mary's place and washing feet every week for a semester, uh, uh, that's an unforgettable memory I hold uh, with me. Um, Washing the feet of the poor and the homeless from downtown Minneapolis. And the two greatest treasures we have in the church are, of course, the poor, but also, also the other greatest treasure we have in the church is the Holy Eucharist. Tonight, Jesus gives us a new commandment and a model to follow. Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you. And he gives us this model to follow, not only by washing his feet, washing his disciples' feet, but also giving us his very body and his very blood in the Holy Eucharist at every, at every Mass. Everything we do in our day, uh, every action that we do uh, throughout our day and throughout our weeks, um, it flows from this Eucharistic altar. It's through the Eucharist. uh, It's the Eucharist that gives anything we do meaning, purpose. Um, Our purpose, our meaning, our kind of end goal, it flows from the Eucharist. And we know that Christ is always present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, here in the church at all times. And he's waiting for you. He's waiting for I to come and to visit him and stop in for a visit. I think it's just a a real blessing. Every Tuesday, we have Eucharistic adoration here at the cathedral. Um, And uh, we can come and see Jesus exposed um, in the Blessed Sacrament. But we can also come to uh, church any other time, and Jesus is in the tabernacle. Our faith tells us that. Um, And it's through Eucharistic adoration, it's through spending silent time in prayer with the Eucharist, that actually we're going to find our prayer life is enriched. 
our faith is deepened. Uh, I think we can say souls do not stop adoring because they have lost their faith. Rather, they lose their faith because they have stopped adoring the Lord. And so if we, if we want to deepen our faith, uh, the remedy to that is to spend more time with Jesus in the Eucharist, in the Blessed Sacrament. And uh, we've, had, we've now had the Eucharist in our church for over 2,000 years, but there's still so many people in the world today that um, they don't know Jesus in their hearts. Jesus in the Eucharist re- remains unknown, forgotten, forsaken. Um, and oftentimes I think the Eucharist is just treated as a thing to be kept here or there. And when the world looks at the Eucharist with hearts of coldness, hearts of indifference, uh, with no faith, the world only sees a piece of bread or a cup of wine. But when the Lord reveals himself to you in the Eucharist at every Mass, what do you see? As you gaze upon the consecrated host, what do you see at Mass? For myself, when I gaze at the host at Mass, I see a person, a living organism, a person with a living, beating heart who knows me better than I know myself. And he speaks to our hearts. One of my favorite saints is St. John Vianney. He's a, a patron saint for diocesan priests. And he has this beautiful line about the priesthood. He says, The priesthood is the love of the heart of Jesus. And so tonight, during this Mass of the Lord's Supper, the Lord gives us the Eucharist, his very body and his very blood. But he also gives us the gift of the priesthood. Uh, He instituted the priesthood, and, and he commanded his disciples to celebrate the Eucharist for all generations in memory of him. Last Thursday, here, right here in this cathedral, last Thursday, a week ago, uh, the Diocese of New Ulm had the Chrism Mass, and all the priests from the diocese came here to uh, bless the new oil that will be used for the sacraments, for confirmation, baptism, holy orders, anointing of the sick. And it was also at that Chrism Mass last Thursday that the priests renewed their priestly promises, the promises they took on the day of their ordination. And during this Chrism Mass, uh, there was a a beautiful preface that was prayed by the bishop, and uh, it it resonated with me. The preface is the prayer immediately before the Eucharistic prayer. And during this uh, Chrism Mass, the bishop prayed, for Christ not only adorns with a royal priesthood, the people he has made his own, but with a brother's kindness, he also chooses men to become sharers in his sacred ministry through the laying on of hands. As they give their lives for you and for the salvation of their brothers and sisters, they strive to be conformed to the image of Christ himself and offer you a witness of faith and love. A witness of faith and love. It's from the etymology of martyr. Um, It's from the word martyr that we get the word witness. We can just think about all the many saints throughout the ages of the church. Even in our present day, there's so many people uh, who are sacrificing their lives, shedding blood because of their love, their faith in the Eucharist. It's a reason why I became a priest, and so many men throughout the world are answering the call to be priests 
of Jesus Christ because their faith, they believe in the Eucharist. They believe this is truly and really present, the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And uh, we're, not, we're not afraid to lay down our life. We're not afraid to give up our lives out of love for the Eucharist so that it can be loved, adored, and reverenced more and more by the faith of the people. And we know that we're in a spiritual battle today, right? The enemy wants to destroy the faith of the people. And uh, he does that by first going after the priest because uh, the enemy knows all, all too well if he can remove the priest, everything else is easy to get. Because without the priest, there is no Eucharist. Priesthood and Eucharist are um, intertwined with one another. And he wants to destroy the faith of the people. And so um, he goes after the priest. He attacks the priest. Uh, because where there is no priest, there is no holy sacrifice of the Mass. And where there are no Masses being offered, there is no Eucharist. Where there is no Eucharist, there is no faith. And where there is no faith, there is no church. And so today, uh, we remember how Jesus instituted the priesthood. And maybe uh, I just might invite you now just to reflect on the many priests in your own life that have had a special place in your life. Maybe it's the priest who baptized you, or the priest who heard your first reconciliation, or the priest who uh, gave you first Holy Communion, or the priest who uh, confirmed you, uh, well, uh, the bishop who confirmed you. Um, I forgot to introduce uh, our uh, bishop, our retired bishop, Bishop John Lavore is joining us tonight. And um, so he gave me the sacrament of confirmation and holy orders. And now here I am on my first Holy Thursday as a priest uh, celebrating Mass with him. And so I think I'm the most blessed priest in the world. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, but just uh, remembering, re recalling all these, uh, all these special priests in our life that were present at important milestones. Maybe if you're married, the priest who married you, right? Uh, the priest has an important place in every, every moment of our life. And so today, uh, we just pray for our priests. We pray for more men to answer the call to, um, to follow Christ and to lay down their life out of love and devotion and adoration of the Eucharist. And so we continue to pray for priests. And uh, uh, I, I remember a conversation a week or two ago, I was talking with someone, and our little second graders are preparing for their first Holy Communion. And the question came up in class, do priests need to go to confession? And the whole class uh, said no, uh, which made me laugh out loud. Uh, um, because priests need priests like priests need each other. We can't absolve ourselves of sins. We, we need to go to each other for the sacraments. And so we pray for more priests uh, because we all, we all need priests in our life. And so it's these two things that we're commemorating and celebrating tonight. It's the institution of the Most Holy Eucharist and the institution of the Most Sacred Priesthood. Um, so whenever a man is ordained to the priesthood, typically he has an ordination card. 
that he hands out to his guests, uh, either at the ordination or at his first mass. And uh, last summer, when I was ordained a priest, I also had an ordination card. And on the back of my ordination card, I, I, I put a little prayer that I prayed during the summer, or during the seminary, and I still pray this prayer regularly myself. And so tonight I'll just uh, end this homily with the prayer that's on the back of my ordination card. Oh Jesus, I pray for your faithful and fervent priests, for your unfaithful and tepid priests, for your priests laboring at home or abroad in distant mission fields, for your tempted priests, for your lonely and desolate priests, for your young priests, for the souls of your priests in purgatory. But above all, I recommend to you the priests dearest to me, the priest who baptized me, the priests who absolved me from my sins, the priests at whose masses I assisted and who gave me your body and blood in holy communion, the priest to whom I am indebted in any other way. way. O Jesus, keep them close to your heart and bless them abundantly in time and in eternity. Amen.